0: Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice
1: and impact.
0: The findings of South Africa's largest working woman report released recently sheds a very interesting light on the challenges and indeed the opportunities of female participation in the workforce and provides uh, some very important recommendations for businesses to help address the country's skill shortage by tapping into what is uh, an underutilized skilled female talent pool. And it's something when I chat to executives on my show that is always a challenge, skills, well, they're there. Sometimes uh, we're not looking in the right place. Uh, Something my next guest knows all too well, Philippa Geard, founder of recruitmymom.com. Philippa, welcome and always a pleasure to chat. Firstly, tell me a little bit more about this research study. It seems fairly broadly representative, just under two and a half thousand skilled women at working age, 18 to 64. How did you uh, gather the info?
1: Yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it, about this report. So what we did was we reached out to fellow collaborators in South Africa that have largely female-targeted audiences, and we put together a research questionnaire and we asked as many um, collaborators as possible to please share the questionnaire with as many working women as possible. And we ourselves were very surprised to have got such a large sample of respondents. So it is largely representative of the skilled working women workforce in South Africa, both geographically, age-wise and skills-wise. So that's how we went about it.
0: And it finds um, a significant desire for career growth among women, 92% expressing really strong aspirations here. But if you look at one of the report's key findings, it's the underrepresentation of women in JC-listed company boards and executive teams. What specific strategies do you recommend for these companies to help foster a more inclusive leadership culture that better reflects the skilled female talent pool available to them?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, Michael what's important is the contextual um you know environment in which we find ourselves more educated women entering the workforce because more of them are graduating from universities in a skills shortage market and so if employers just grasp that they're going to have more educated females continuously entering the workforce they need to start thinking about the long-term talent strategy as to how they're going to retain and attract these women all the way to senior levels, because if your your workforce is largely female, you need to be able to grow them to being in senior levels. And so what this report talks to is what are the key barriers that women are still seeing in the workplace and then what are the benefits that they're looking for in order to help them through what we call the missing rung of the ladder which Mm. is is they're entering um at the at the lower levels of 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 the skills you know as they enter the market they go to mid-level many of them leave for career pauses and then that seems to be where we lose a lot of the skill set and whereas this report really unpacks in OK, let's address those barriers, which I'm happy to unpack with you.
0: Yeah, well, well let's talk to the, the, the first barrier. And I think it, it, it's quite intuitive and obvious to many that um, women have high aspirations. They, they become qualified. And uh, let's use the bank, for example. And I know RMB have got a great pause program helping women come back into the workforce. But often a woman will, will pause the career to go out and start a family and then Finding their way back into the workforce—that becomes a key barrier, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we found that the number one barrier that women noted in the report was lack of opportunities internally. And you know, this speaks to their need for career growth and their aspirations. And if if um, if companies could take which is 49% of women will take a career pause. And that can be of any length or any time and not just for raising children. If they can take them and encourage them back in and what the report is showing is through, one, financial incentives, but secondly, through flexible work arrangements, so inclusive flexible work arrangements. And that doesn't mean that all women want to work remotely. What we've seen in the report is, is, is that overwhelmingly women want to work in a hybrid manner, which was very interesting to us. Wow. Um, so yeah.
0: so more more flexibility rather than just well this is the one way we want to do things just uh, enable us to um incorporate uh all of these different um expectations and and role responsibilities into the workplace
1: Absolutely. If you, you know, with us having more female-headed households in South Africa than male-headed households, what this, what we're seeing from the data is, is that women are saying, we want to work, we need the finances, we want to grow, but we need help in order to balance everything that we're doing. And we're not saying, please let us work at home the whole time. Only 33% of the sample want fully remote. We actually just want to be able to work in office and flexibly. And 55% of the women said that they wanted to work full-time hours, which was very interesting.
0: Mm, mm. So it's not necessarily saying, well, we want to work half day and flexible. It's just uh, flexible around particular responsibilities. Interestingly, the report indicates that it's the gaps in CVs when one takes a pause that are often a cause for concern for businesses. So I, I guess we also just need in. Uh, human resources, um, maybe a different approach to the way that we analyze um, CVs and and interrogate uh, new hires
1: and talent. Absolutely. And I, I also think that it's about a perception change in terms of reframing career pauses. So, you know, it, there's an assumption that if you've taken a career pause, you're outdated. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Um, there are There's so many things that women have gained in terms of their work experience that they can so easily bring back into the workplace. And it doesn't take long to be able to pivot them into a more updated technology set if that's what's required. Um, But to not see the fact that half your workforce, remembering that more of them are entering the workforce, remembering that they're they're more educated coming out of um, universities, that those career pauses shouldn't be a hindrance to employing them. And that's the only way we're really going to get women up into the executive levels and start really shifting what our boardrooms look like.
0: Yeah. And sadly, I mean, we were chatting offline about this. Uh, they, are, they are very progressive companies and there are companies out there when I attend a results announcement uh, call, for example, where you you can see there hasn't been a lot of thought given to um, diversity. And we're not just talking paint by numbers diversity here. It's the fact that different viewpoints uh, around a table bring a great deal of value. Looking at challenges, looking at problems uh, through different lenses and perspectives often helps enhance the solution set, and I think all the research shows that uh, more diverse teams uh, outperform on the S&P 500, for example. Just wrapping up, what are we seeing in terms of pathways once you're in an organization, things like mentorship or internal opportunities? Are these still significant barriers to career advancement, and, and what are companies doing to help address some of these?
1: Yeah, so the answer is, is is that a lack of internal opportunities, whether, whether they're horizontal or vertical opportunities, is still lacking. Um, and, you know, some, some companies don't necessarily have the opportunity to, for vertical um, growth, but horizontal growth in terms of skills development and training, you know, that's, that's really important. Um, and then implementing formal mentorship and networking opportunities for women so that They can go through the rungs of their career more easily, particularly where you've got a a, a patriarchal culture or a patriarchal organization that needs to now transform, given that this workforce that's coming up is largely female. And then a big one is pay discrimination. You, You know, we know that pay discrimination is still a barrier for women. If we take a serious social look at the importance of women and and, and the number of female headed households in South Africa is, is we need to start closing those pay gaps. And so if businesses can address um, pay gaps, if they can help women with mentorship, networking and opportunities and pay them a good wage, as well as, you know, um, look at inclusive, flexible work options. They really will be the companies in the future that will be able to win by attracting and retaining the skilled workforce.
0: Well, there you go. And uh, we'll find uh, that some of the talent, uh, some of the skills that uh, business often complains isn't there, starting to bubble to the surface. Philip Aguirre, thank you very much, CEO and founder of uh, Recruit My Mom, reflecting on some of the findings of a very interesting report that was conducted in November last year on uh, the, the attitudes and aspirations of women in the workplace. Sadly, still a lot to do, but the solutions are readily available. You're listening to Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery,
1: sponsored by Alex Forbes. For insight, advice and impact.